Hi guys, and welcome to the first episode of Lemon Water. Today I'm sitting down with Marley Cohen, who is the owner and creator of Kale and Crunches. Marley is a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and instructor at Spinco, Core Concepts, and Spinga. In this episode, we talk about why Marley decided to leave her nine to five to pursue a career in health and wellness, the importance of shutting off, how she got ready for her wedding, and what she's up to next. To learn more about Marley, follow her on Instagram. I'm sitting here with Marley Cohen. She is behind Kale and Crunches. She's a spin instructor. She's a fitness instructor. She is a personal trainer and a health coach. How's it going? Good. How are you? Guys, this is our second round. We've we taped it and it just didn't work out and we're just doing this round too, but it's going to be great anyways. So Marley, let's talk about you. So what, how did you start? Tell me everything. Okay. So it all started with my nine to five job in corporate real estate that I just wasn't enjoying. Um, I felt really tired and lethargic from sitting at my desk all day or sitting in my car. Um, and I just felt really inactive, unhealthy and overall just unhappy. So I started with some innocent research on how to get back in shape and how to um, how to lose weight, how to eat better, all that fun stuff. And it sort of um, made me fall in love with other people's health and fitness blogs. And I, I wanted to be one of those people. So I had to start working out. I joined a gym in my um, building at work and I started to take group fitness classes that I fell in love with. Ended up falling in love with, spin- with spinning um, at one studio in particular where I started teaching and um, also was inspired to start my own health and fitness blog eventually. That was a lot of trial and error. I started probably five different blogs <laughs> and deleted all of them, including one that was called Healthy Snacky. I don't think that's it's still there. That's a cute there. name. It was Come a cute on. name. It was more it's of a adorable. <laughs> it was more of an inspo Tumblr type thing. And this was before Instagram. Um, and then eventually deleted all those. Was just too afraid to really put myself out there. And then one day... I just guys, thought. I'm watching Marley's stories as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so annoyed. And then one, and then one day, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna do it for real this time. But I'm gonna start with Instagram because it just seems a little bit less scary and less uh, and more manageable than blogging. Mm-hmm. So I started an account. It was actually called Nikes by Night. That, and the re- you are very creative. And the reason why <laughs> is because. I felt like I was leading two lives. Like one life was in real estate and corporate. And then one life was my fitness life where I was really into working out. Um, So it was sort of just like an account of my daily workouts and my healthy eating. And I was not telling anybody about it. I told my husband and he was like, well, why is it called Nikes by night? And I was like, well, you know, the whole like real estate by day, working out at night. He's like, well, you don't work out at night. You work out at 6am every day. And what if one day, you know, Adidas wants to work with you? DC is thinking 10 steps ahead, guys. 10 followers at this time. I'm like, what are you talking about? Adidas? How is Adidas ever going to see this Instagram account? Meanwhile, he somehow convinced me and said, well, I know you like the alliteration. So what about kale and cardio? You love kale. You love cardio. I was like, perfect. And you can get the K like the Kardashians. Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> beating me to it. So I'm like, perfect. Done. Yeah. Kale and cardio was taken. So he's like, what about kale and crunches? I'm like, done. But let's do two Ks like the Kardashians. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> so talking about how you before you started, you wanted to get into it because yeah. you were so inspired. Who are your top three that you like loved and still do admire. Yeah. So I have uh, my top 
three are Hannah Bronfman. Mm -hmm. So I was reading HB Fit, following her on Instagram, reading her blog before even Instagram. Um, I love her for so many reasons. I love that she's just like a real person. Yeah. It's so in terms of like how she lives her life. So she is a DJ, a model, an ambassador, an influencer. Um, but she is all about like, you'll see her in one post doing the most intense workout with this like amazing, beautiful fit body. And then you'll see her in the next post, having a glass of wine with her husband, indulging in a bowl of pasta. And she just seems like she gets balance and exudes like confidence, body positivity, yeah, um, like hardcore fitness expert meets healthy cook, great relationship, like great life. Yeah. So she's just to me someone who f- I feel like she just has it all figured out. In quotations, living her best life. Living her best all life, all Hannah Bronfman. time, Hannah Bronfman. Um, I also love Fashionable Fit. She, her name is Hannah Anderson. She's a Swedish blogger. So many Hannahs, come on. I, I know, what's with the Hannahs? Mm. Um, she is someone who I started reading her blog from the beginning and now she's like some crazy Adidas ambassador. Actually, so is Hannah Bronfman. Yeah. Um, and she's just super fit again. I fell in love with her because of her workouts and like her fit body. And any of these girls are like skinny stick models. They're super fit, super beautiful, um, fit, strong girls. So I love Hannah Anderson. And then I love that though. Now, you know, it's not like skinny is not, Mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't speak to health. No, I mean, fitness speaks to health and having, it doesn't matter what size you are. Yeah. I think it just, Like, for instance, you can tell some of these girls are definitely not a size zero or a size two, but they are so goddamn fit. And that confidence like radiates so much positive energy. And it's it's wonderful. Exactly. And I have to pick a third. Oh, my gosh. Come Um, on. Okay, let's think more. Shut the kill up. Um, Yeah, I do. I do really, really like her. Um, I like right now. I'm really into Lauren Everett's of the Skinny Confidential um, because she's so like business savvy. Mm-hmm. And I love learning about like her as an entrepreneur and things like that. I guess that's not really answering your like top book fit on health, Amazon health. Um, but I, she was one of the earlier blogs that I read too. So yeah. she was like one of the OGs again before Instagram was reading her book. Um, so reading her blog yeah. and she always had like really fun tips and tricks on healthy living. That's not so much what she does now, but it is a part of it. And that was one of the originals that got me into it. Yeah, that that's, that's, so those are my answers for when this is back in the day, <laughs> back in the day. So obviously yeah. Working a nine to five, you had a set schedule. Mm-hmm. You knew what you were doing. Yeah. Now you're all over the place. So all over the place. She has her shit together, guys. No, I'm literally <laughs> all That's the best. If you could describe me in like one sentence, it's all over the place. She's all over the place. So how now does your morning and night routine differ from what it used to be? So I'm yeah, sure it's so different. It is so different. So every day used to be exactly the same. Like yeah. you nailed it on the head. I would wake up at 5.50 a.m. and get in a 6 a.m. workout class. So five o'clock is your, is your oh, jam. Always it's been always the been her jam, guys. Only out of necessity, yeah. not out of choice. <laughs> out um, of joy. Because I worked corporate, I never knew when my day was going to end. So if I wanted to get my workout in, I would schedule it. That's like my number one rule of getting your workout and schedule it. So on a Sunday, I would schedule all my workouts for the week whether it was boxing or spinning or yoga. And I would knew I'd get them in at 6 a.m. because nothing ever comes up at 6 a.m. Something at work can always come up after five. Yeah, so I didn't think of it that way. Depending on like where my office was at the time or my commute or where the studio I wanted to go to was, 
something there was all, you know, it's not like, Hey Marley, you got it. You got called into this meeting. Sorry. I got to go to boxing. That doesn't exist in corporate. <laughs> right. So <laughs> what um, do you mean? You got to go to boxing. <laughs> right? like, so I always knew like if I wanted to get it in 6am was the only time that I was not going to get called into a meeting at 530 in the morning. So that's how I got it in. So my routine was wake up, eat a banana, go, go work out, go home, quickly shower, go to the office, have lunch at my office. So you'd go back home. You wouldn't go straight I'd go to back the home because I would typically work out at a studio that was Okay. By car, I had a vehicle, so yeah. by car, you know, a two minute yeah, drive yeah. or five minute drive, um, go to work and then come home, like make dinner with DC or go out for dinner. And then it was early to bed again to do the same thing the next day. The next day. <laughs> and now? And now I am, as you said, all over the place. <laughs> Tell us though. So now my days typically start at 5 a.m., mm-hmm. um, a little bit less of a sleep in. I either, I, uh, switch back and forth between teaching 6am spin or having personal training clients at 6am. So I'm not unfortunately getting my workout in this time at 6am. So I wake up. First thing I do after I brush my teeth is have a large glass of water with apple cider vinegar and a squeeze of lemon. And I take two probiotics with that. I've been doing that too, guys, because she told me to. <laughs> I love it. We started like this weird phenomenon of it's apple cider vinegar. It's like, careful what you put out on social media because yeah, you never know movement. who's going to start doing we it. We don't know what's going to happen to us in a few weeks, but right now we're <laughs> right kicking now we, it. We have healthy guys. Yes. I, I wake up really thirsty Yeah. Um, just because I'm always like exercising and probably constantly dehydrated. So I'm excited to have that. Yeah. Um, so I'll have that. And then I used to have a coffee with like all my fun mixtures and things that go in it, but I've been having that after now. So like I'll go to my 6am gig, I'll finish at seven, I'll come home and then I'll make my coffee that I adore. And it has all these special yummy things in it. I mean, it looks like you're making a chemical reaction in there. I don't Basically a scientist with a beaker and (laughs) goggles. There's a lot. Personally, I'm not a coffee drinker. I have at least maybe three cups a week, if most. You're putting everything in it. Yeah. So I like to take advantage of it. It's also, it's a part of like routine and ritual, just feeling like you're doing something yummy and warm in the morning and it tastes really good. Um, So- I put in, it's sort of like a bulletproof coffee in the sense that it has fat in it to Mm -hmm. help me digest the coffee, help it like release into my body slowly without it attacking my gut and keep me satiated for a while. So it's um, a cup of coffee with a scoop of vital proteins, collagen peptides, um, which is just a powder that dissolves into the coffee that doesn't taste like anything. That has been flooding my feet. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's on this vital proteins movement. Can you get it in Toronto? Yes, you can. Oh, there's a couple stores you can get it at. Tell us where the Healthy Road, which is okay. a health store on King Street East. Okay, and I believe the Healthy Butcher at Avenue Eglinton, so more Midtown uptown, oh, has it. Okay, yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, we don't have this. In Otherwise, you can Toronto. get it on purefeast.com, I think, or .ca. But it's a it's a website that will ship without duties in oh, Canada. So purefeast, yeah. So. For people wondering, now you know. <laughs> That's probably the most common question I get yeah. asked via direct messages on Instagram. Yeah. Where do you get collagen? Now stop asking because she <laughs> because just told you. you know. <laughs> so that goes, a scoop of that goes in. I put in a teaspoon of bee powered, which is raw honey with bee propolis from Beekeepers Naturals. Oh gosh. So it yeah. has all these like anti-inflammatory, anti um like uh, good for immunity. Yeah. I'm like losing my words here, but it's <laughs> a teaspoon of that goodness. Yeah. It also makes it a little bit sweet, which I like. I put in some cinnamon to help ba- balance blood sugar. And I also love the taste. I just love cinnamon. I just love the taste. Oh, I could put I it in it. everything. Yeah. Um, and then I'll put in either a tablespoon of coconut oil or ghee. 
So for my fats, okay, um, I blend it all up and it gets all frothy and delicious and I enjoy every sip of it. Do you find that it's filling or you still need to have your meal with it? Oh yes, I yeah. still need my meal. It is actually really filling. Coffee mm-hmm. fills me, but I always need to eat. I was saying that yeah. too. Like when I drink, like if I get like, for instance, like a venti, yeah. I'm full. I'm full, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's really, it's super weird. It is filling, but I do like to eat as close to the morning as possible and like as quickly as possible to get my metabolism going. Yeah. And then so I'm not- uh, my blood pressure isn't dropping and our blood sugar is not right. dropping in the middle of the day and I don't get hungry. And I just feel like yeah. you're burning so many calories. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you need to literally have an IV <laughs> of food going through you. I would like that. Um, so also, so you wake up, mm-hmm. you do that. Yeah. Keep going about your day. Okay. So we it, need to it, know. Cha- <laughs> it changes every single day. Um, it's either from coming home, I'll get to my computer, then I'll answer emails. I'll check in on Instagram. I'll answer comments messages. Um, I typically have, you're really good with that. Thank you. You really get back to comments. I make it a priority. Yeah. I make time for it. Yes. <laughs> I she check makes my- times for her followers. She makes time for her followers. Yeah. <laughs> I check in with my calendar. Yeah. Everything is in my calendar. Yeah. Um, I schedule literally everything I have to do and it's color coded and it's my favorite productivity hack. If it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Um, so I'll go to the calendar, see what's up for the day, whether it's an event um, for a new product or trying a different workout class for an event or a meeting or teaching a class in the afternoon. I see, I teach lots of classes in the afternoons. Um, I have personal training clients, health coach clients, meal prep clients. So it's a bunch of that. Um, and then that basically goes until like nine o'clock at night. And then I'll come home again do more work on the computer, whether it's getting in a blog post, getting back to emails. And then my nighttime routine starts, which is to me more important than my morning routine. But like same, like I love my nighttime routine so much. Um, So then you're in bed. How the hell do you shut off? Like my mind is racing. I can't go to bed. So you did mention that you your phone doesn't come into the room with you. Yeah. So do you have a TV in your room? I do. So I actually... um, I like to fall asleep to the TV. I just like the white noise. And I'm a big white noise person. If it's not a TV, I love an air conditioner or a fan or something. Mm-hmm. So to get, it's sort of my little routine that gets me shutting off into bed. So like I will, I foam roll and that's my time to just check in on, um, again, on Instagram, like finish up with my, you know, whatever stories I'm doing, answer comments, um, just engage on Instagram, which I know it sounds weird to say like I make time for that, but it's, I consider it part of my job. Um, so I will do that on Instagram while I'm foam rolling. And then, then the phone goes away. So then it goes, it plugs into the kitchen. I then get into my bathroom. I do, um, my face routine. I I like, I'm very, very diligent about that because of how much I sweat during the day. Why don't we talk about it? We have to talk about that. We have to talk about it. I talk about it with everyone. I mean, it's my coffee talk. I will talk to anyone and everyone about their face routine because skin is so important to me. Um, so yeah, let's hear it. Sure. But I feel so, like you should be washing your face every second. So, right. So I do, I wash my face a lot during the day or I use tea tree oil pads um, that you can get at Whole Foods in the States by, they're called Desert Essence tea tree oil wipes. But I'm, I, I break a sweat at least once a day. So I wash my face a lot. So I just like to use a really simple cleanser. I use Cetaphil mm-hmm. um, or I use like an Ole Henriksen one right now that I'm trying out. So I, t- I try out a bunch of different ones. Like luckily I get the opportunity to try lots of different products too. So I'm always switching it up and I'm not um, married to one product. Same, but that gives you me anxiety. I yeah. literally have so much crap in my bathroom because it's just, it's given 
and totally. I don't know what to grab first. And yeah. I'm lucky. I don't have sensitive skin. I have regular skin. So I don't really, I'm not susceptible to breakouts. Guys, we're turning into a skincare podcast. Um, I'm not susceptible to breakouts, but it's also an overwhelming thing when you, first of all, for you, someone who does sweat, you are susceptible to breakouts mm-hmm. if you are not taking care of yourself. 100%. And I went through a really rough patch with my skin no pun intended. Um, <laughs> earlier this year, I was, I always had really, really good skin, really lucky, but then it felt like I turned 30, boom, adult acne. That's it was, so weird. I got that too. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's like when I was in high school, not like perfect skin, 10 out of 10. And now it's something that I feel like everyone is, it's kind of attacking all of us. Totally. It's, so it's attacking I'm all of us. I'm really, really careful now about making sure I'm always washing my face. And so at night, again, I'll just use like a really gentle cleanser because I've already washed it, you know, probably a bunch of times earlier in the day. Um, So I will then put on, I'll then take off my makeup. I'm trying to find that oil that I use. I try to take off my makeup with um, like a oil that I have from Pure and Simple. Yeah, Just goes under my eyes. I'll put on a serum. Um, I'm trying, I just finished the Serum 10 from... SkinCeuticals. So now I'm trying out Ole Henriksen's new serum, vitamin C. Is that what it's called? I think you'll like it. Yeah. It's really, so they have a serum and they have an oil. It's really brightening. Yeah. It's great. That's what I'm using right now. I'll let you know. Yeah. Let me know. Um, I use the blemish defense serum from SkinCeuticals and then uh, moisturizer from (laughs) also SkinCeuticals, but I just ran out. So if you have any good recommendations for a good moisturizer, I'm looking for one. Yeah. Guys, hit her up via the DM because I'm- People ask me, I want you. Uh, like literally I want your you skin, ask so you me and me. I'm so practical, like no particular because I do have normal skin. So I don't really need a moisturizer. I put on so much like serum and oil yeah. at night. That's that I, I feel don't... too. Then I don't need the moisturizer. Right. And then in the morning, it's like your natural thing? oils. Right. It's weird. I think that no, once the winter hits, I'll probably we'll be dabbling. It. Yeah. Then we can reconvene. Okay. So we we'll talk about that after. Definitely <laughs> reconvene. So yeah. Why don't we talk about shutting off? Yeah. I mean, so... it is really important to you. You mm-hmm. have mentioned a lot of times on your Instagram that you do shut off mm-hmm. for whether it be 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, what's the longest you've done. Oh, probably. Oh, it sounds horrible to say, but probably like 48 hours. 48 hours. Okay. And did you ever feel like a sense of like anxiety? There always is a sense, but I feel like if I make the intention is to shut off and I put it out in the universe, whether it's via Instagram story, like, Hey guys, I'm shutting off or I'm see, I'm being deliberate about it. There's less anxiety because I'm not shutting off because I ha- I didn't I don't have access when I want access. I'm shutting off because I need to and I'm giving myself permission to do so. And it's really like cleansing, I find. It's very cleansing. It's very cleansing. I I will be honest with you, I haven't done it. The craziest thing you'll find is muscle memory. You'll reach for your phone when it's not there. And that is the craziest thing. It's actually scary. That's insane. Well, that like we said, when I my phone in my room. Yeah. Right. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and like my, my hand is re- what are you reaching for? Right. It's like 4am stop right. reaching, like go to right. bed. Yeah. So once, yeah. So just back to like that routine and the shutting off, like that's part of it. So, you know, wash up, get ready. I set my alarm, which is just a little alarm clock and it's in bed. And then that's how I know, you know, it's time to just disconnect it's, and it's like time to disconnect, give attention to DC and, you know, and just have that time to ourselves. But like we he's also good with this phone. Yeah. He's it's really, important. he's really good with his phone. Yeah. He's not scrolling so much. And, and I also think it's like the, the meal thing we were talking about earlier. Like if you're at the table, yeah, you want to take your picture. That's fine. But then there are people that are constantly on your I phone and it's like, am I here? Like, why am I here? Am I just a body? So you don't look awkward eating at a restaurant by yourself. Yeah, like I hate it's that. terrible. It's absolutely that. terrible. 
So let's talk about what you're doing aside from this. So we have the Spinco, we have the core, we have the Spinga, we have Kale and Crunches. What are you doing aside from that? You have clients. Yeah. So I'm a certified personal trainer. I have clients who um, come, I go to them. So um, and it's a range in terms of demographics. I come to their house, whether it's 6am or 7pm, um, bring the gym to them. So that's really fun. I have health coaching clients where I take them grocery shopping and we meal prep together, which is great. Just that's like fun. Yeah. We were talking about that. Like it's fun for me. That is the most enjoyable, like Sunday activity off to the grocery store in the maze. And then you come home and you're like four. So do you meal prep with them from start to finish? Yeah, no, and I love that you're saying it's yeah. fun because it can be really overwhelming for some so, people. For some people, yeah. yeah. So basically, my goal is to take them into a grocery store, show them the quickest, fastest, most effective way to shop for the week or for three or four days, and then how to quickly prep and just do it so it's done. Because um, you know, it's one thing to shop and then another thing to actually take the time to prep. And some people yeah. just get really overwhelmed; they don't know where to start or they don't think they have enough time and my goal is to show them that it's actually a lot easier. I think it think. takes maybe like three times and it's then they're like, they're good to go. Yeah. They are good to go. And it's so easy. Saves you money. Mm-hmm. You're not eating crap out yeah. because you know you have food. You don't yeah. want to waste it. It's definitely, it's definitely great. Um, so why don't we talk about getting ready for the wedding? Okay. Cause it's something <laughs> that, I mean, you did get a huge following from it as well yeah. because you were one of the only people who were not, I'm not going to say only, I'm just saying like <laughs> in yeah. that we know who have actually taken us through the journey of start to finish getting ready for the wedding. And mm-hmm. her objective was not to be the skinny bride. Okay no. guys, she wanted to feel <laughs> strong. Yeah. So, so tell me everything about that. How, perfect. how was it? It was great. So I, I got engaged before I started my account. I then started my account after and someone gave me the idea, like, you know, you really should put it out there that you are getting married in a few months. So I sort of put it in my bio, like seven months shredding for the wedding. And then it sort of gave the wrong message. I found that it was like, I'm trying to lose weight or, you know, I'm just doing this for the wedding, not for the long haul. And that wasn't my objective at all. I wanted to be, I wanted to feel my best. And I don't think there's anything wrong with losing weight if, you know, you have to, or if you want to. Um, and, and really working hard for your wedding and being really strict up into it. I actually, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I get that as brides, you know, you want to feel your best, you want to look your best and you want to ultimately know you tried your hardest. So mm-hmm. you don't want to have that like, well, what if? What if? And yeah, that da- exactly. Yeah, that da- so I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but um, I don't think, you know, I didn't, I had to be realistic with what I look like and my body type. And I'm not a scrawny person by any means. I'm not going to be a skinny bride walking down the aisle And there's definitely pressure. You know, people are always looking at the bride, her dress. How much weight did she lose? How skinny does she look? You know, there's it's horrible. It's toxic. You should be looking at the husband too, guys. Yeah, come on. What about the hubby? It's so annoying. Um, And I was like, I want to work with what I got. And I'm a I'm a strong person. I'm fit, and that's what I wanted to exude. That you can still be curvy and fit and strong down the aisle and still look beautiful. And I was not sacrificing my eating for working out. Like if I knew I wanted to work out as hard as I did, I had to eat too. 100%. So that was really important to me. So maybe I was eating really, like I wasn't letting myself um, indulge as much as I normally do, but um, I was still eating a lot. And yeah. yeah, I was really strict. And like my sisters joke, oh, you didn't eat before your wedding. It's like, yeah, come on. If I, I had to fuel those workouts that I was doing. Yeah. So I was, and- were you at Spinco before or after? Right after. So I got right married after. in okay. June and then training started in August. Okay. 
Okay. So it makes sense. I was like, of course you have to be eating. You're like sweating. Yeah, exactly. But I was still working corporate while I got married. So, and then right after the wedding, like, did you keep up with it? What did you reintroduce? I reintroduced, oh, like right after it was Mm -hmm. like spaghetti and beer all day long. (laughs) All the good. good. Well, I mean, yeah, your honeymoon was insane also. Like you probably, Um, but I didn't really change anything to be honest. I think I'm like stronger and better shape now than I was for the wedding. Um, I love working out and I love being healthy and that's my job now. So it was never, a lot of people said, are you going to keep this up after the wedding? And I'm like, I'm going to keep this up as long as I can because this is my life and this is what makes me happy. And this is what I want to promote and help people do. Yeah. So So do you find that, what would you have done differently? I know you mentioned before in a post lifting. Yeah. Lift heavy guys. Don't be scared. You'll be fine. (laughs) I would have lifted because I found as soon as I started lifting heavy, um, I was leaning out a lot more. Why is it such a misconception? Do you think why people are really afraid of bulking up? But what they don't understand is for most, this is not for all people, but for most girls, it's really hard to bulk. It's kind of like a full-time job. Mm-hmm. If you want to bulk for a bikini competition or form competition, whatever the, you know, those bodybuilding competitions are, it's a full-time job to bulk. And the protein that they're eating, like it's not something that you exactly. would have. No, like we girls naturally, I mean, this is not for everyone, but for most girls, it's really, really hard to build that muscle. So I found that I was lifting really heavy and leaning out and my arms were like looking so lean. And I'm like, oh my God, if only I knew that yeah. cardio wasn't, you know, before my wedding was not going to give me the same results that this was. I would have lifted way heavier before my wedding. I find that a lot of people say that like I would have lifted heavier or like it's just lift heavy. It's such, it's a rumor I'd say, but I think it's something that girls won't start believing until they do it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're telling me that, but I still will be like, right. um, Marley, no, I'm scared. I don't yeah. want to. Because I think with spinning too, you're adding the tension, you're adding the resistance, and you're naturally just going to get bigger muscles in your legs because of that. So some people I've noticed you're getting bigger, but that's okay. It's some people, but- <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes in there because yeah. I also think that's a huge misconception. Yeah. It is for some people though, because it matters right, but everybody's how everybody's different. So I can't yeah. say that your legs won't get bigger. I don't know your body type. Yeah, exactly. Everyone is different, Everyone's but in terms different. of like the squatting with the, with the weights and the lifting, it, it, it is a misconception, but it's something that you need to try before you- for you to believe it. Yeah, don't rule it out and you know, don't walk in unless you've tried it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so now let's talk about your family. Because <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Marley's entire family is like food, like centers around their family. I know many parents, like many families are like that, but Marley's mom is an amazing cook, Linda, and Ariel is a chef and personal chef as well. Um, you're surrounded by the best food all the goddamn time. How, I mean, for the wedding, you had an objective, mm-hmm. but now, mm-hmm. and even before when you were just mm-hmm. starting, how did you know, okay, this is when I'm going to indulge and this mm-hmm. is when I'm not going to indulge. Right. It's a really good question because yeah, my mom's a, a trained chef. So is my sister. She's the garlic pad on Instagram check and her out. Yeah, <laughs> check her out because she just makes the most mouthwatering, beautiful, delicious food. Yeah. And yeah, I'm surrounded by it. So it's sort of about eating intuitively and listening to my body. And I know that's kind of sounds cheesy or hokey or annoying because it's like, how do I do that? I'm so tempted. But when you're constantly surrounded by it, the cinnamon buns first thing in the morning or the the giant steak at night aren't as exciting because you see it all the time and you're always around it. So some days I, I know I'm, if I'm going up to my cottage where that, you know, we're surrounded by that food, 
I know like I'm craving a break from just being so strict or healthy or my body's just craving meat for whatever reason. I know I'm going to have those pork ribs tonight with baked potato and sour mm. cream and like all that fun stuff. What's your and favorite? Like that my mom makes? Yeah. Well, I'm a huge sweet tooth person. Like okay. I would rather, if I never ate a pasta or pizza or chip again, I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. I love dessert. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so savory. I think most people are. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can live in a bowl of pasta no. for the rest yeah. of I it. could too, but yeah. I adore dessert. And so. your mom loves baking. And she loves baking. Oh, She's very talented at yeah. it. Ariel makes these Oreo cheesecake squares that are killer. My mom's just, she has this chocolate chip cookie recipe that she's made my whole life. It's amazing, but it's not as good as the batter. Oh, <laughs> that raw you just batter. Eat that raw batter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's just about listening to my body, knowing like, okay, I, I'm feeling it this weekend. I just want to go nuts and eat everything there is. Or I'm I'm feeling like I need a little bit of a break from all this crazy indulgent food. I'm gonna just take it easy and ask them to prepare me something lighter and healthier. And they're so good about that. They they know they know how and it helps them too, yeah. right? I mean, for Ariel especially, like it it helps them no portion size and healthy cooking. I feel like I keep them on their toes. Sometimes my mom be like, Marley brought you this beautiful piece of white fish. I'm like, mom, I'm eating the pork ribs tonight. She's (laughs) like, like, they can't keep me straight. I'm like, (laughs) like, I don't know who wants what when. Yeah, exactly. I feel bad. I'm always keeping them on their toes. (laughs) So for the most part though, they are supported, which is great because I find that a lot of families will be like, well, if you want to be on this diet, then you need to go buy your own food and like stuff like that because we cook for a family and one for all and all that, but that's great. Yeah, no, I'm really lucky. They're super supportive about making me something separate. And I mean, obviously at the beginning they were, you know, the comments were there and the jokes and making fun always. and stuff. Always, right? Yeah. That just goes- I mean, your dad's hilarious. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, they just, but at the end of the day, they're proud and supportive. And, um, you know, I don't make comments about the things they eat and they don't make comments about the things I eat. Yeah. So. Mutual understanding now. Yeah. So what's next? I mean, aside from Instagram training, all that, like what do you want to get into? So I'm definitely going to be getting into YouTube soon. Uh, So video for sure. Um, I love doing stories Mm -hmm. and I get a lot of positive feedback on them, a lot of questions, but they disappear after 24 hours. So you guys have 24 hours (laughs) and you better get to it. So I want to be able to provide um, information and tips and tricks that people can come back to. So whether it's, um, you know, my morning mixture, my morning routine of what I'm drinking or eating or a really easy workout you can do on vacation in your hotel room. Um, I do post these things on stories often, but I want people to be able to come back in the archives and find them. So, and I think YouTube is a great platform. It totally is. I mean, I use it all the time. Um, I love the like smoothie tutorials and stuff that you could just get back to that you're not... Like if I watch a story at my desk at work, I'm not going to remember what you're saying to me. Right. I'm like not going to screenshot every yeah. bit. I mean, Apple gives me enough storage updates <laughs> as it is. Exactly. Um, and definitely workouts that you can do in your living room. Mm-hmm. You're going to offer that, right? For sure. Yeah. So guys, stay tuned for that. Marley's going to take excited. over YouTube. Get excited. <laughs> so also in terms of like we mentioned, where do you see Instagram going as like a whole conglomerate? Like do you... Do you, do you worry that it may die out? Do you think it's going to stay as big as it is? I mean, right. like everything, good things come to an end. Yeah, because I rely on it so heavily for work, for part of my job, I do worry in the back of my head. However, I feel like it is here to stay for a while, just based on how often it changes and gets with the times, things like stories and face filters, you know, taking that from Snapchat. I feel like Instagram is really good or the swipe up link to your blog. They're really good at understanding their consumers' needs and they know that people love being in one space and one app. So yeah. they're really good at making 
that easy um, user-friendly in terms of letting people access links and articles and videos and stories and things like that and the lives um, from one app. But that, you know, with I, I don't know the future of it though. Yeah. So it does make me feel like I, it's best to, you know, branch out and be on other platforms too, just in case. Yeah, no, totally. I do agree with that. I also feel that it's what's good with Instagram. I mean, like we were talking about before you, you can see who your followers are. So yeah. you know that you have a lot of Toronto followers. Yeah. So you know your demographic right. and that's, I love those insights. It, it, it's important. Um, it it's important to know who your audience is and who you're speaking to and to try to stay them connected to you. And so they kind of, you know, staying relevant too. That's another thing. It's, it's crazy. But there's yeah. always that like upkeep of like, you need to stay on your toes. Oh, totally. If you stop posting for two days, like, oh my God, the people anxiety won't be is there. Real. It's crazy because it I, you would think the opposite. Like if you keep posting, I'm going to get annoyed of you and I'm going to unfollow you, but it's complete, it's different. It's no. like, they want to see that all the goddamn time, right. which is. I think the more you let people into your life, the more they want to know. And I think stories really helped with that. Yeah. And I started following people, not necessarily because of what they post their photos, but because they're stories, I love, like I stopped watching TV because I love watching stories. That's it's crazy. like reality TV. Yeah. I save. And like, know, so truth it, too. Right. There's so much truth to it. There's so wow. much truth. I save the accounts that I love till the end of the day. And I watched as one long TV episode almost. Yeah. And I think it's great. And I think that the more you let people in, like I said, that they're going to want, you know, that you give a little, you get a little, you, you know, people just want. <laughs> you give, no, you give yeah. them a finger and they want your entire arm yeah, to they be want more. So um, so how do you, back to that actually, yeah. what, how do you know where to draw the line? It's a really good question. DC will say, I don't know. <laughs> That's my <laughs> husband. <laughs> but it's true. Like, I feel like I'll say guys, I don't know. guys are so, it's rare to find a guy who is so like into social media and into yeah. all that. And they do find that you overshare too much. Like yeah. everyone, not just you, just people do overshare too much. So how do you draw that line? And like, what do you think is appropriate and what do you think is not appropriate? And what do you post on your personal account? Right. I actually kind of stopped posting on my personal account. I'll post some photos every now and then. Like I have these twin nephews who I'm madly in love oh, with. They're so delicious. But you know, obviously I don't, you know, they're not my kids. I don't have a right to post them on <laughs> yeah, this account, blast it to totally the world. You're totally right. So yeah. I do, I post a lot of family stuff or private stuff on there. Um, but I kind of just try and post intuitively and post when I get the urge. And that's sort of how I find it's the best to stay authentic. So it's, you know, if I'm <laughs> naked in the shower, I don't have an urge to take out my phone, but if I'm wrapped in a towel and posting products, I'm like, Hey, I think I want to share this. I'll then do that and be comfortable posting that way. Yeah. So it's really just what I feel in the moment I want to share. And I don't, I've never really been met with the challenge of, I think this is kind of inappropriate. Okay. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I mean, like your friends and stuff like that. I feel like when you do have this like sort of brand, mm -hmm. people really only care about, about you, which is so yeah. sad to say, like you and your immediate, <laughs> like significant other. Yeah. It's like when you're including everyone, it's yeah. like, um, DC's like, no one wants to see me eat the salad. I'm like, in fact, they love they, you. They do. I'm actually getting they like 50 replies <laughs> and they think you're hilarious. Right. Like you should start a personal yeah. account as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. DC. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so wellness bloggers as a whole, what do you find is most important to stay authentic and yeah, like, like we said, relevant? Yeah. I think it goes back to posting when you feel the need in the moment that you want to post and not overthinking. And I think that's how you stay authentic. 
Like if stop I'm being teaching, so curated people. Right. I think it, like if I'm teaching a spin class and I feel so motivated when I get off the bike, but it's nine o'clock at night and I am beat red like a tomato. I'm the sweatiest person ever. I don't have an ounce of makeup on and I look like a hot mess, but I feel inspired to just say thank you to my riders and you know, to my followers, because I just feel really inspired in that moment. I'm going to do it. And mm-hmm. I don't overthink it. And I'm not like, oh, the lighting's not good. Or I look like shit, or I have a giant pimple on my face. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to do it in the moment. And I think that's what comes across as authentic. Yeah, no, it- that's true. I do. I do definitely agree. Um, so speaking of spin, you are teaching at two new studios. Mm-hmm. Tell me. So I'm teaching at core concepts, yeah. um, which is a very different type of intense workout. It's Half it looks tre- insane, guys. From what I've seen in videos, like it's Barry's boot camp on crack. Right. So <laughs> the difference is the tr- parts where you are on the treadmill. So it's half treadmill, half floor workout, but the stuff on the treadmill is really different. The treadmills work in dynamic mode, meaning they work with your own body weight. So you're not just running. Um, I hate running, so I wouldn't go to a studio where I was teaching running. <laughs> um, it's a lot of pushing the treadmill with your feet, with your hands, you know, in all these different positions, whether it's squats or push-ups. So the so stuff- it's full body. It's full body. It's very core um, focused. And the creator, Josh Lipsy, is just a really talented trainer. He's worked with athletes and he just knows what's up and knows every, there's a purpose to every move you do. And every move you do, you do complements the next move in class. And it's very focused and deliberate. Mm-hmm. So it's a really different workout than you've ever done. There's nothing like it in Toronto. So I'm super excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to try it, but I'm also like scared. You should be. I'm really scared. You should be. I, like, I'm, I'm never scared. puked. Everyone's like, I puked after the workout. I'm like, okay, I don't think I'll puke, but like- You I might not puke, puzzle. but you might not be able to like breathe Yeah, because <laughs> it hurts your abs 45 and your minutes or an hour? It's an hour workout. Yeah, it's really good. That's so I'm just like finishing up my training there and I'll be teaching there really soon. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so what's happening with Spinga? Spinga. So I used to teach spinning there. I'm at Spinco now, which I adore. She's OG Spinga guy. <laughs> um, I am. So I'm back at Spinga this time doing strength classes. So I'm doing strength boot camp, but I'm also doing something I'm really excited about. It's called Strength Mama and Babe. So basically moms can bring their babies who are at the age where they're like in a bucket or sitting on a mat, not yet crawling or walking around (laughs) and they can plop them on the floor or give them to me to hold. And I'll guide you through a workout, um, circuit bootcamp style. It's really focused to postnatal. So, you know, if you have diastasis, which is like ab tearing Mm -hmm. or, you know, limited and jumping and mobility, it's really catered to that. And it's an hour where you can get your workout in while, you know, whether your baby's crying or not, it's just join the club. There's other babies on the floor <laughs> crying right next to you. You don't have to be worried or embarrassed or upset. Um, and it's just like an hour where you can come, no, don't have to find a babysitter and get a really good workout in. And so mm. I'm super excited Marley to be a part of that. babysit your kids and get you fit. <laughs> How insane is that? So do you yeah. have to do like extra training for that to know? Like, So certain- I'm a certified personal trainer. Yeah. Um, so it sort of covers all in, it's sort of like a, the program that I did at CanFit. It's pretty much all encompassing. Um, and I have a ton of experience with babies too from my nephews. <laughs> my sister had twins. So um, I'm like super comfortable and confident, like holding newborns yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So I feel like I'm made for this job. <laughs> well, I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely great. So, yeah. I mean, you guys can check Marley out at those three studios. Um, also her Instagram and her blog and soon to be YouTube channel. Yes. So thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Well, we'll see you guys later. Bye.